0: Welcome into a special Thanksgiving edition of the Locked On Knicks podcast where I am just going to go over everything I'm thankful for on the New York Knicks. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Knicks, your daily New York Knicks podcast. I want to thank you for making Locked On Knicks your first listen today and every day because we are now available on every single platform that includes on YouTube. So if you want to watch there, subscribe and hit that notifications bell to never miss an episode and be sure to follow along on your favorite podcast platform on the audio side by clicking that follow button. Um, and then if you want to take things up a level, subscribe to our subtext. There's a link in the episode description where Alex and I will text you all of our thoughts before and after every single Knicks game. And uh, you can ask us questions about the Knicks whenever you want. And we'll send you some stuff that's unprompted, maybe even maybe even too much. Um, but who would you get those weird texts from? I'm Gavin Shaw, uh, your favorite play-by-play broadcaster's favorite play-by-play broadcaster getting ready to broadcast the Long Island Championships. And I'm really excited about this. The New York State Finals, uh, you can... Um, In high school football, you can check that out on the NFHS network. Um, And uh, yeah, I've been covering the NBA for around a decade now, a good chunk of it as a credentialed reporter. So that has been really cool. Um, So this is a special uh, Thanksgiving episode of Locked on Nick's. It's one that I meant to put out um, ideally about uh, 20 hours ago last night. Um, so all of you could enjoy it on maybe your drive up to a relatives um, or um, in, in between washing dishes or something. Um, but I've had kind of a rough holiday. I uh, was, was, was struggling to get going, get some momentum on it. Almost scrapped it entirely because we have um, another really good episode coming up for you guys tomorrow, um, with John Jablonka previewing the game against the heat. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll just go with that, but, um, having a rough day. And I thought, uh, this would be a good way on a personal level to turn it around. So even if it doesn't get a ton of listens, it's, it's doing some good for me, but to all of you who are listening, um, as I'll, I'll reiterate at the end of the episode, but it, it means, it means a ton every day. It means, um, a little extra today. So I really appreciate it. Um, I just wanted this one to be, be a little bit of positivity. Um, and saying everything um, I'm thankful for um, with the with the New York Knicks um so let's I'm gonna start off just going through the roster and then as, as as we go through this maybe anything else that comes to my head so literally we're gonna go um, we're, we're gonna go uh, through the starting line or you know what I'll, I'll just do it alphabetically um Ryan Archer, Diakono. um you know what'm I'm, I'm thankful for him for providing a steady presence and I, I think the fact that he's on this team beyond the obvious Villanova uh uh, connection is is a real is a real testament to his work and 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 things he does behind the scenes that i think we have no idea of but he he is is like you listen to people talk about him he's clearly a valuable part of this team um rj barrett man am i thankful for his improvement because i i i think it would it, it would be fair to call me an rj hater in the past and i i never questioned his work ethic. And I, I think it would be easy for him not to have a great work ethic, right? Because he was, he was the maple mamba from a very young age. He, he was, he's kind of the next one up and we've seen, I, you, you, you take it for granted when when those guys make it and those guys are awesome, but so many of them just flame out. And, and they're like, I, I don't want to shout at anyone in particular, but they're the Anthony Bennett's of the world, right? Who which just, for whatever reason, it, it never seems to totally click for And, 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 and maybe, guys, and, and to be clear, this is, a, this is a very human thing. This would be a normal, very normal thing to do. If you're, if you're the number one prospect, the number one kid from a young age, you start to take success for granted. And you are, I mean, especially with him growing up in Canada, you're probably so good compared to everyone else you played against. It, it, w- it would be normal to take the foot off the gas, to stop pushing quite as hard, to not want to wake up at 5 a.m. to get up 1,000 shots before you start high school, like that would, that would make sense. And RJ, he could have been, he could have been a great um, high school player without lifting a finger. He probably could have been a really good college player without lifting a finger. He probably still could have gotten to the NBA and maybe even gotten a second contract without working his butt off. But he, th- this is a guy that it's so obvious to me, having followed him these, these last four or five years now um, he's never taken any of it for granted. And he's continued to push and he's continued to trust the process that this this Knicks coaching staff, and this is this is a tangent, but it's another thing to take for granted. He's continued to trust that this Knicks coaching staff would develop him correctly, and that Drew Hanlon would develop him correctly. And and for years, I've I've had my doubts because the progress came in fits and spurts, and it would be there for ten games, and then it would be gone for ten games, and you just always had to remind yourself that he was still so so young. But it became it becomes hard to do that when you're when you're watching and you're covering every single game. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of people at home who follow this team can relate to that where like at a certain point, you're just, you, you kind of just say to yourself, all right, like this is who he is. And I've, I've said that to myself. I've said that on the podcast, but at least so far this year, and and look, he's going through a little bit of cold stretch now. So we'll see just how sustainable that early season play was like it. It seems like he's different. and it feels real. Like the shot, again, not not the fifty percent from three version of the shot, but him being a reliably good open three point shooter that that feels good. him being a solid playmaker and and being someone who played with blinders on early in their career to to someone who's pretty proactively unselfish, that feels that all feels real to me. The defensive effort and focus after what was a real, let down on that side of the ball. Honestly, the last two seasons for him, and particularly last season, and and, and that felt like something like it was like all right, maybe he just I, like and I didn't even I I had a whole spiel about this last year, but it, it felt like something that wasn't even effort. It just felt like all right, maybe he doesn't have the instincts, maybe he doesn't have the motor. Like we like we see Julius Randle sometimes have this really good motor offensively, and it doesn't translate to defense. Maybe that was RJ Th- this year. He's been he's been average to to good to a times quite good on that end of the floor and that's such a big win for the Knicks so man oh man am I am I incredibly thankful for RJ Barrett because he single-handedly if if he is who he's been over the first six or seven games of this season it dramatically changes the trajectory of the Knicks going forward and I I didn't I thought that guy would be Quentin Grimes and maybe to a lesser extent, Emmanuel quickly, or even Jalen Brunson hitting a new level, which is still in play. And to my surprise, it's been RJ this year who, who on a team where the Knicks just so desperately need someone to pop because that's, that's what it takes to go from a very good team. And that's, that's what the Knicks are right now, right? They're a top, 10 to 12 team in the NBA by just about any metric, and 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 by a lot of metrics they're more like a top six or seven team in the NBA. But to go from that to legitimate title contender, you need some flukish developmental jump that you did not see coming. At least on a team like the Knicks, right? If you if you're a team like the Thunder, you just need all those guys to stay on their trajectory because they're all so young. But on the Knicks with their ages, with the with the pedigrees of the guys that they have, you need something fluky. And RJ has always had the best pedigree and yet simultaneously has almost felt like the one least likely to actually have that ceiling in them. And now we're seeing it and it looks really good and he's still just 23. So there's, there's more to come because the guy is a killer. And if if nothing else, hard work is not going to be the thing that prevents him from getting to where he ultimately wants to be. And that is, is fantastic and that is is really good to know. Um Charlie Brown Jr. I don't I don't have a lot to say about him except for for making um summer league watchable. Uh Jalen Brunson. Man, um I have a lot to say about Jalen Brunson. Um so you know what let's let's take a let's take a quick quick pause and talk about my good friends over at eBay Motors and then and then I want to tell you all the things I love about Jalen brunson because he he makes it he, he's 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 made this podcast the last few years he's made my Knicks fandom um go from something that was like tolerable to something that is a genuine joy um but before i get into that i wanted to tell you about our partners at ebay motors they've teamed up with locked on fantasy basketball host josh lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, each week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Um, So the options he gave were Kyle Anderson, Santi Aldama, Jaden Ivey, Eric Gordon, Alex Caruso. I, I like all those guys for different reasons, but I am going to roll with Kyle Anderson, who, who just watched uh, Torture the New York Knicks. A little bit uh, on that big Timberwolves win. Uh, with Jaden McDaniels out this week, um, he's gonna see a really significant boost in production. And that's as uh, someone who who's played fantasy basketball for years and years and years, well over a decade now. Um, Kyle Anderson ha- has kind of consistently, sneakily been a fixture on all my teams. And he's he's never someone I draft, right? He's always someone that I just pick up like halfway through the season and say, All right, I need I need some fill-in spots. And he never hurts me, he's always reliable, it's <laughs> always so 12 points. Seven rebounds, five assists, no turnovers, makes a three or two, gets a steal or two, gets a block, and, and it is, is just helpful across the board and never takes anything off the table. As someone who plays basketball, again, on a, on a much lower level in a very similar way to Kyle Anderson, just tall, gangly, ultra slow in everything I do, um, he, is, he is an idol. So it, it, is, it is a lot of fun to watch Kyle Anderson Play, and just like eBay Motors, he is is something in your life that you can always rely on to make things better. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, it's that time, uh, Jalen Brunson Appreciation Hour, um, or, or Appreciation Five Six Minutes. Um, man, this guy, this guy changed the trajectory of the New York Knicks. I've, I, I've said it a lot in this pod, but I've, i this is my uh, 20th or maybe my 21st year. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's my 21st year following the team and being, being a, a, a major, major Knicks fan. And I've, I've never had anyone to root for as reliable and as good combined with that reliability on a night to night basis as Jalen Brunson, Carmelo, Anthony, Probably had the higher ceiling, though. Maybe, maybe that'll change by the time Brunson's career is wrapped up as a Nick. But, but Mello is certainly the best talent the Knicks have ever had. I, I think at times you could even you could say stefan Marbury would would maybe be second on that list, and, and Amari for that that half season would have a run at second or or even first on that list as well. So maybe in in, in the raw talent category, Jalen is, Jalen's around fourth. with, with Trell Sprewell a little before my time, but he's he's also in that mix. Um. But in terms of what he brings as a leader and and, and just someone who is is so clearly in that Tim Duncan, Steph Curry mold of being an unimpeachable teammate. And despite being the best player on the team, it's so obvious, even outside looking in, that he never acts like it. And he never acts like he's better than anyone else. And, And he's never asking any of his teammates to put in work that he's not also putting in he he's a 25 point scorer who leads the nba in charges as the smallest guy on the court a human fire hydrant who takes hit after hit after hit and just keeps getting up and keeps fighting i mean that was the miami heat series last year was was a rocky movie right of a dude who who was stranded i it reminded me a little bit of um of the movie 300, right. Where there is like, it was, it was the equivalent of 300 Spartans against the whole Persian army, because he was, he was taking on the Miami heat. And I, I referenced it. I referenced it in the pod tomorrow, but I'll repeat the joke. The the grittiest, meanest, toughest team in the NBA. If you, if you believe their court um, and he was going, he's going one on five at times, at least offensively. And it, it didn't matter. The dude just came out and, and, and balled. And, and they, the, this defense that is, is, is coached by one of the best to ever do, Narek Spolstra, and has Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, these guys who are considered just in a different weight class than Jalen. And he, he didn't just go to toe, toe for toe for them. He outshone everyone on that court. And that, that told me everything I needed to know about Jalen Brunson, what he is and, and what his ceiling is, and that you cannot put a cap on on what this guy can do and, and what he brings to the table. And and this is a team that Tom Thibodeau was trying to instill a culture and did a great job of instilling a culture, but it broke down just a bit under the duress and the stress of the playoffs. And, and Jalen Brunson solidified that because he's an on-court version of, of what Tibbs preaches day in and day out and has the talent to back it up and substantiate it. And, and that, that has been um, a treat for me as someone who covers this team. So shout out to Jalen Brunson. Um, Dante DiVincenzo. Um, I'm I'm super, super thankful uh, for, for Dante DiVincenzo and him deciding to, to sign with the Knicks and deciding to reunite with his college teammates because we, you, you, you see the ceiling of his game is, is immense, right? We saw it. We saw it even in college when he was an off the bench guy and, and national championship game, most important game, of his entire career, a moment that guys would shrink from, and he was far and away the best player on the court. We saw it in high school. Like um, you you heard um when we when we had that great interview um over the summer, and and we we talked about his high school career, um and and he his senior year, he wasn't on a super loaded team, and it just didn't matter. He he dragged them to a, a Delaware State championship, and you, you you can see that that confidence. On the Knicks, even if he's not that guy in the NBA, he's never going to be a number one, number two, number three, probably not even a number four guy on a really good NBA team. But what he is is someone who brings championship DNA to the table. Again, won two in high school, won one in college, won one in the NBA. Like he he knows absolutely what it takes, and he doesn't fear the moment. And on a Knicks team that come playoff time last year, come that Miami Heat series, we didn't see a lot of guys outside of Jalen Brunson stepping up and being willing to take and make big shots, I think we will, as much as we appreciate and enjoy Dante now, um, I, I think where his value will really shine through is, is in the postseason. And I know he hasn't had a great playoffs career necessarily in the NBA. I, I think that's going to change with the with the comfort of being around his college teammates and And the degree to which I think Tom Thibodeau will empower him. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him closing out some, some, some big borderline do or die games um, for the New York Knicks. Uh, Evan Fournier. I know it got dicey over the summer, but I'm going to say I'm I'm grateful for him um, being willing to sign with the Knicks when there was only a little bit proof of concept, even though they they did give him a boatload of money. And, And I'm grateful that by and large, again, it got, it got shaky over the summer. He was really complaining. He was doing his best to get out. But since the season started, we haven't, we haven't heard anything from him. Last season, we haven't heard anything from him. Um, he, it, it seems like he does make an effort to, to be a good teammate. And you have to empathize with, with, with the guy. Like I've, I've thought about before from my perspective. If someone, if someone just came to me, and, and um, this kind of happened during, during COVID a little bit, but I still got to do the podcast, if someone came to me and said, hey, you can't, you can't call any games for two years. You can't do your podcast for two years. We're going to pay you a ton of money. We're going to pay you a ton of money. But you just can't do what you love um, for two years and in your prime, right? Like that, the equivalent for me would be 15 years um, of not doing what I love to do. And as an NBA player, you only get so much time. And we're talking about someone who was a 20 point per game scorer for a lot of years and has a lot of pride and has had a lot of success with the French national team and and rightfully can argue that they can be a substantial contributor to a good NBA team. Um, and And for him to to take that and and still seemingly be a good teammate. I, I I know I know it hasn't been perfect, but I still I still appreciate what Evan Fournier brings to the table. Uh Quinn Grimes, um I I I'll, I'll never forget that moment um where he basically had his leg busted open on a on a shady damn out of bio screen and he just said screw it and and like picked his leg off the ground, reattached it essentially. Um and, and it, it felt like it felt like we were watching The Winter Soldier and he just he just stripped Jimmy Butler. Like that that is a top three moment for me as a Knicks fan in my life. And 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 maybe that's a little sad. Maybe that tells you that I was I was just way too young to to enjoy and appreciate the nineties, but that was it for me. And I, I'm sure for a lot of other people in their in their twenties and, and even younger who who listen to this podcast, um, that was that kind of moment for them. And, and it shows you what, what this kid is made of. And, and, and I mean, similar story to an RJ Barrett, right? Like he was, he was highly touted. He was in the mix for the best player in the country. He was the best guard in the country. And, and after he, it didn't, it didn't work out for him at Kansas. Like he, he could have packed up his bag and said, you know what, that's it. Like I'm, I'm just not that guy. Like he could have ended up um, like in Europe and, and, and been a, 35, 40 point score in Europe or whatever, like whatever numbers he wanted to put up, he probably could have put up in Europe. And instead he he remade himself as an awesome, awesome role player. And I know it's not all clicking for him right now. Um, I think it will. I, I have all the confidence in the world in that guy. I love that guy as a basketball player. Seems like a lovely person. Um, I think he is going to have an incredible career. And I hope I hope it's on the Knicks because I, I think him and Brunson are, are such a good fit together if he actualizes Um, what he could be as a high-volume three-point shooter and and one of the better perimeter defenders inch for inch in the NBA. Uh, Josh Hart, um, he is uh, his last name embodied, right? And and he, as good as the Knicks were last season um, post that lineup change to move Quentin Grimes into the starting lineup, they didn't truly take off until Josh Hart um, joined this team. And that was – I mean, the, the winning streak when when Derrick Rose is really clicking is, is very similar, but it's right there with that for the most fun I've ever had watching this team. And, and it's since 2012-13, it's the first time I've had that feeling of going into every night just confident that the Knicks were going to win. And that was the difference Josh Hart made before that. I I just didn't, I didn't totally trust their depth and whether it was it was Cam Reddish or 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 Kevin Knox getting those spot minutes, right? Like it and, and look, I wanted to believe in those guys. I, I spent a lot of pods talking of Cam Reddish and, and lamenting um that 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 he wasn't given being given enough of the of an opportunity. I'm happy to see him doing well in LA, but man, Josh Hart is it's everything we could have wanted at that spot. And and look when and when we got him, everyone um we talked to preached the intangibles with him and and his rebounding and his ability to just be a human like bowling ball going court to court or yeah, court to court to court length of the court. I don't know. Um, but attacking the rim just relentlessly and fearlessly and playing totally unselfishly. So he, again, similar to Brunson, like I think embodies everything that Tom Thibodeau wants in a player and he has very real limitations, but you, you forget about them on the right night. And and in that calf series, like, he was just so good and made so many big shots down the stretch and was just fearless. Um, and I I think the Knicks would have been on much shakier footing in the playoffs without him. And, and even if against the heat, some of those weaknesses, his his shooting and his his fear of shooting at times were were exposed, um, you you wouldn't have gotten that far without him. And I'm I'm happy he's on this team for the next few years. I think he's going to to have a really good second half of this season when he kind of gets his legs back under him after what was a really long off season. Um, Isaiah Hardenstein is is up next, and and man, he's I have a lot to appreciate with Isaiah Hardenstein. But before we get into him, um, I want to tell you about our good buddies over at FanDuel. You can. Score early this NBA season and at the halfway point of the NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get it on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, going spreads. Player props over unders and more. So, I last time we, we talked about FanDuel, I I misled you guys a little bit. I told you to take the Knicks against the Timberwolves. I probably should have taken into account how many games they play and how many nights and how good Minnesota is. Um, so the Knicks this time are favorites, they're five and a half point favorites. Um, tomorrow night against the Miami Heat. Um, I'm going to say you take the heat on this one, and I feel bad saying that on the feel-good Thanksgiving episode, but it just feels like it's going to be a two- or three-point game one way or another. I don't see the Knicks blowing them out. I don't see the Heat blowing the Knicks out. I think it's going to come down to the last shot. So I would, I would take the heat. I would take the points, and, and hopefully a close Knicks win um, within that qualifier. So if you want to join me in that take, visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NBA season. FanDuel, it's the official partner of the NFL. All right. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, man, I really I I appreciate the shift he made about halfway through last year because 40-50 games in the season, I was I was totally open to to trading the guy. And I was saying, look, I was hyped about him, but it just feels like another one of those those Leon Rose signings that, that looks really good on paper. You can't argue with the logic and you can't even knock Rose and the Knicks for an office for ultimately doing it. But at the end of the day, um, you just had to sit there and say, like, all right, this this isn't it, right? Like, this isn't gonna work. Um, and, and then I don't know what happened. I don't I would love to to hear the story, or maybe maybe Fred Katz or another one of the next great beat reporters asked him about it and I I just missed it. But something something flipped for Isaiah Hartenstein, and he like like a Hulk woke up. That's a lot of Marvel references this episode, but, but a Hulk woke up within him, and, and he just turned into a monster and, and a battering ram and was just dominant on the glass and, and, and just teamed up with his buddy Mitchell Robinson who just bullied the, the Cavs big men who, who were so much more heralded than the Knicks coming into that series. And that was, was maybe the most satis- one of the most satisfying things I've ever seen as a Knicks fan, to just watch Cavs fans slowly realize, oh, wait, we're not going to win the rebounding battle. Our guys are not going to score in the paint. We're not going to win this, this key battleground that we thought we were going to win in this series. And it's because of Mitchell Robinson, maybe first of all, but Isaiah Hartenstein a close second because he he has just turned into a killer. Tom Thibodeau has leaned into his passing a little bit more. He's an absolutely brilliant playmaker. I kind of wish the Knicks would use it more at times because I think they have really good personnel to take advantage of it, but he he is just. Rock solid. Um, Daquan Jeffries, not a lot to say there, but shout out to him. Uh, Deuce McBride, um, defensive killer, so so tough. Another guy who was just a great pick and, and just fits in perfectly with this team. Emmanuel quickly. Um, I'm running out of time here, so I got to I got to keep this short. But you guys know I could I could talk about what I appreciate about Emmanuel quickly um, um, for hours. But I I think it, I think it's the gutsiness more than anything else like he he just has and i'm going to say an admirable joy for life and it, it's clear like i can't even imagine how fun it was having him and tyrese maxey on those uh on those um kentucky teams because it, it, both both guys seem to be cut from a very similar cloth in that like he enjoys coming to work every day and he enjoys pouring like pouring his heart and soul into basketball and i think it's sad sometimes because you, you do i mean especially amongst big men right you see guys who are in the league just because they're either really tall or or really talented, or, or it was just kind of shoved down their throat from a really early age. And, and with IQ, it's, and it's true for so many guys on the same, but with IQ, maybe more than anyone, the joy for the game shines through. And, and I, I think, I think that's amazing. I think the way he's improved as, as a playmaker, as a, as someone who we were questioning, if he would ever be able to take a mid range shot to, Um, currently like one of the most accurate floater to mid range shooters in the entire NBA, um, to someone who we questioned if he could ever finish at the rim to one of the best rim finishers. And he was, he was effective as a rookie as a foul baiter and the rules made it. So he couldn't really do that anymore. And he evolved his game and is, is better than ever playing a, a a different way. And that's, that's exceptional. And, and he's, he's a defensive genius. And if you want to learn more about the game of basketball, just watch Emmanuel quickly off the ball watch everything he does and you will you will become a, a better player and and have a better mind for the game. Um Julius Randle, I appreciate his resiliency. Um I think it's I think it's amazing. Um the way like I I'm sometimes stunned that we have to keep going down those bad roads with him, but he has and and there's I'm sure there's a lot coming on there. But as someone who like I, I talk about in this podcast, like has has my own mental health stuff. I also get it and like progress with those things. And I, I don't know if it's always that. Like he would I'm sure he would tell you that it's been it's been physical and it's been his ankle and, and no one's in his body. We don't we don't know what's going on, but like progress isn't always linear with that stuff. And and he he gets down for a while, he always seems to get back up, and that is really, really impressive. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, uh, your longest tenured New York Knicks, um, went through a lot of crap his his first two seasons in the NBA, right? Like it was, it was ugly. It was a lot of losing. He didn't really get to play college basketball. Um, even in high school, like he came to the game very late. He was ultra, ultra raw. And there was a reason he was the 35th pick, right? Like if you're if you are a second round pick, odds are overwhelmingly against you still being in the NBA five years later much less being what I would argue a top 75 player in the NBA. And I think that's what Mr. Robinson has turned into and probably a top 15 defensive player on planet earth. And his, it's clear that he, for a guy who's like known for being goofy and being funny and, and, and being, um, I don't even know if, if idiosyncratic is, is the right word. I'm, I'm just going to say unique Um, in terms of his personality and his priorities, like, it's so clear, like he's he's poured the sweat equity and he's he's poured the time in to learning the nuances of NBA defense, and, and 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 he's so clearly put that time into his body, and 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 for a guy who was again born a monster athlete, it would be easy to take that for granted, and he hasn't. Like he's he's maximized, like he's maximized everything that he 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 was given naturally, and it's it's showing through because he he has turned himself into a. Fantastic player. Uh, quick shout out to Jericho Sims. Uh, I just I love love how high that guy can jump, and his his afro is amazing. Um, um, and shout outs to um Leon Rose for bringing um respectability to this organization, and for allowing me to be confident in in a decision. Um, that the in in not a decision, all the decisions the Knicks front office makes. I'm going to question them. I'm gonna I'm gonna push against them at times. I'm going to be frustrated by some of them. Um, but man, at the end of the day, like you have to fall back on, like it, it, they've generally done a good job. And when they haven't done a good job, they've given themselves outs at every corner to figure it out. And the Knicks have organizationally never been close to being this healthy in my 20 plus years following this team. And that is like, just, it's just a, it's just a better way to live when, when, when look, when you're, when you're doing five of these a week, right, the team becomes a big part of your life. And And unfortunately, like it gets, it gets tied into how happy you are on a day-to-day basis, just a little bit. I don't think to a totally unhealthy extent, but in in a a fun fan way. Um, and and he's he's made that immeasurably better. And and Tom Thibodeau for all the critiques I've thrown his way, Alex has thrown his way. Like again, like bringing respectability to this team, bring accountability, bring culture, and just bringing stability. Right, And, and a coach you can you can say clearly. Elevates the team's floor immensely and gives you a base, and 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 you just know that even even in the bad year, right? Even even in 21, 22 where it seemed like things were going so wrong, they weren't a terrible team, and and after a horrific start, their scoring margin was not that bad. Their defense down the stretch was kind of inexplicably given the personnel, the best in the NBA, and that was that was completely and utterly the Tom Thibodeau effect. And look, there's, there's always going to be stuff I push against. There are decisions that he makes that I find baffling what I what I can't question is the is the core competency he's given to this team and, and there might be a day where the Knicks evolve past him and need another voice and maybe a more creative offensive mind but I've, I've cautioned it before they would be losing something that you absolutely cannot take for granted and that is that is the ability to be competitive night in and night out and never have to worry about that and it's easy to take it for granted when you have it but as we saw for about a a two-decade stretch there. It's not something that is ever guaranteed. And in fact, it's something that is very hard to find. All right. That is it for this edition of On Knicks. Again, I, I apologize for I, I wish this episode was out two days ago because it's one um I'm really proud of, but hopefully people still find it. People still listen to it. And I and 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 a big, big thank you to all of you who listen day in and day out. Um you you make it. Possible to pursue um, something that, since I was in fifth grade, I I dreamed of making my career, and you guys and all around the world, um, make that make that a reality for me, and, and that I get to do this, and then I get to keep doing this. It's it is only because you listen and 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 give feedback and interact with the pod, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's by email. I'm I'm touched by. Every single positive comment I ever get, I know um, Alex absolutely is as well. So um, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful for all of you that listen and I hope you will continue to do so. And, and I promise we will uh, continue to pour all into making this a great show because I know, I know you guys have a lot of... There are a lot of amazing options out there in, in terms of um, different outlets covering the team. So for anyone who chooses us, um, even in conjunction with other outlets, we... We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Um, And we'll talk to you soon and soon being tomorrow with a a really fun preview of Knicks Heat uh, with John Treblanca. Um, But until then, I'm Gavin Shaw. Uh, This was Locked on Knicks.